Good afternoon, and welcome to We Are Starkweather, where we discuss all topics, insurance, and risk management. Today is Episode 2, an interview with Jessica Thayer, Senior Vice President and Financial Institutions Practice Group Leader. I will be your host, Stefan Petrella. And today is not only an interview with Jessica Thayer to talk about herself as well as how she leads our Financial Institutions Practice Group, but also a discussion about the financial practice group, the direction that they've been taking the past few years underneath Jessica, and where they're heading into the future. So, Jessica, welcome. Thank you for joining us today, and, and how are you doing? Thanks, Stefan. Happy to be here. We're doing great. It's a, it's a sunny day out here, and um, yeah, every everything's great. So, uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, so uh, certainly a pleasure to have you, and uh, if you listened to our podcast last week, uh, Andy Patopoulos and I, we, we discussed the financial practice group a bit because the financial practice group used to be under the direction of, of Andy, and uh, we, talk, we talked about really passing that torch and uh, the evolution of, of Starkweather. So maybe uh, for the listeners who don't know specifically who you are, you can tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your background. Yeah, sure. So I joined Starkweather a little over two and a half years ago. Uh, as you noted, I, uh, I, uh, took over the financial institutions practice, um, that was run by Andy and, uh, actually Andy Patopoulos had started the practice. So, um, it, it was a great opportunity for me. Um, and so I've been here for about two and a half years. Uh, prior to that, uh, I've been in the industry for 19 years. Prior to that was, I was with two other firms. I've always been on the on the brokerage side, um, so working on behalf of clients in the insurance marketplace. Um, and I started my career at, at a large brokerage firm, um, and I've always worked on professional and management liability. So directors and officers liability and professional liability are the, or in cyber are the two, three big ones in that area. Um, so I always um, started in that uh, those particular types of insurance. Um, and I worked in with all industries for about three or four years um, at the beginning of my career. And then being a finance major, I, I always had a interest in the financial markets and the financial industry. So I naturally sort of gravitated to that industry. And about in my fourth year of my career, uh, I started working with um, financial uh, advisors, mutual funds, hedge funds, and really started working in that niche. Um, and then from there, that's really um, the only industry I've worked with um, until now. So it's been great. Um, I've got to see a lot of the nuances of the policies, how they evolve, how they react to certain claims. I've also seen the industry sort of evolve and become more technical um, and now more virtual with the pandemic occurring. So um it it's been been an interesting time obviously with the pandemic and we can talk obviously about how that impacts our clients but um it's fun to see everything evolve um and and insurance sort of parlay into that yeah exactly and 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 i think you know as as our listeners are are tuning in today the the key thing that we always like to promote at starkweather is really being a specialist in the industries that we serve so certainly with, with all your years and experience uh, in the financial industry and, and not only yourself, and, and I'd like to, to kind of jump into your team because, I, I mean, the financial team, it's, it's incredible. I mean, you have, you have team members that whether you're an account manager or you're, whether you're an outward-facing 
uh, producer traveling traveling the country. Um, the team is, is something is something very special, and, and maybe you can elaborate more on what makes that team so special. Yeah, so so we have a like you said an excellent team. Um, all of uh, the team members um, have are very technical in terms of their insurance knowledge, um, as well as the financial industry. So, uh, like I said, we have our pulse not only on the insurance marketplace, but also on the financial marketplace, um, which allows us to be able to um, work with our clients um, and become almost an outsourced risk manager for them in some cases. So we really take a lot of pride in our consultative nature um, and not just issuing a policy, but making sure the policy um, molds around the risk exposures of our clients. And I think our knowledge and expertise of each one of our 18 members um, is unparalleled in the industry. Um, and having clients that have direct access to our team members um, and, and the ability to call them really at any time or contact them at any time to talk about any issues, claim issues, whether it be cyber or um, maybe a cost of corrections issue, um, really the, the service um, that our team members provide and the expertise our team members provide, um, our clients, we, we have excellent team uh, feedback from our clients um, to that regard. And I think that goes uh, a long way um, that clients really trust us. Um, and know that we're getting, obviously, the best pricing out there, but that the policies are actually going to come into play and cover them um, in the event of a claim. Um, and, and it's not always about price, but it's about making sure that we're looking at the firm holistically to address all of the risks and walk our clients through um, sort of that renewal strategy um, or, or risk profiling process. Um, when their insurance comes up for renewal, or if we're looking at an, a client for the first time, uh, absolutely. And I and I think you you started to mention it earlier too. Um, really uh, adapting, and and certainly you know we can we can talk a little bit about the the recent pandemic and and how we've had to or the team has had to uh, to shift in uh, in some of that and um, some of those workings. But mm -hmm. but I think everything that you had just mentioned. It's um, it's quite remarkable because although for the past six seven months is that we've been in uh, a global pandemic, if you will, is you've uh, or the team has maintained that level of customer service um, and all of those capabilities, and um, it, it's 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 awesome for uh, for myself on on the marketing side because the financial team has done a, such a great job in using some of the new technologies. That, uh, that we offer at Starkweather. One thing that we offer now are virtual um, insurance reviews. And the financial team on a, on a daily basis is, is able to continually meet with clients virtually. And in and, and these times now, it's, it's so great to, to, to put a face behind, uh, behind the screen and, and not you know, just emails and phone calls and, and have those conversations. And can you maybe just elaborate a bit on to uh, – on how your team is uh, is adapting to these times? Yeah, so so um, luckily we didn't have to adapt um, a, a lot because we were always used to um, working with clients all over the country. Um, so our travel schedules, obviously, uh, we we don't travel um, like we used to, 
but we always used virtual platforms um, to either have a video uh, call with clients or conference call, um, and we've we've always kept in touch that way in addition to in-person meetings as well when we were able to. Um, and our clients also like the virtual capability. So we use Microsoft Teams and Zoom and all of the various platforms, whatever our clients uh, feel more, most comfortable with, um, to be able to do that. So our renewal process, you know, we start well in advance of our renewals. Um, or if we're working with a new client, you know, we're 90 to 120 days out working through that application, having meetings to discuss renewal strategy, and then working through the proposal process. Now that's all done via video. Um, so it's really just, you know, a click in the in uh, in your calendar, and everyone is able to pull up each other's faces and talk through it, pull slides up. So we're really capitalizing on the technology that a lot of people may have been a little hesitant about before, um, before the pandemic. Now it's sort of the new norm um and and we also um were attending conferences in person and those have moved to um a virtual virtual platforms as well um so we're sort of meeting new clients um that way um so we're just sort of uh you know trying to find more creative ways to meet people um but like i said we had clients all over the country and we couldn't be everywhere so i think um, it really was just a, a quick blip in terms of we, we turned right to that sort of virtual side of things and have carried on um, very successfully. Um, so it's, it's, it's been, you know, a good thing for a lot of our clients um, as well because it's, it's sort of it's normal for them. Um, so, the, so the pandemic really has an impact us from a communication standpoint. Yeah, and, and I and I think that's that's great, and and I wanted to touch on because you just mentioned it. I mean, having clients um, nation nationwide, and um, you know, being able to still communicate and uh, and not really have any um, any glitches in, in services uh, is, is certainly key. And um, it, it was interesting because, in fact, I I hadn't known this until um, I was I was talking with Andy on our last podcast, and he was mentioning that. Uh, majority of our of our clients, and for those of you who are who are new or listening about Starkweather, are is that we're um, Rhode Island headquartered, and uh, we have offices throughout New England, Massachusetts, Connecticut. We have offices in in Florida, but really have that national and global reach uh, through our partnership with uh, with AssureX Global and the FI team, our financial institutions team. Um, they have probably some of the the largest books of business throughout the the country, and and I'm I'm curious because as we're talking about this pandemic, and um, certainly there was an effect on Wall Street, and for any numbers people who are out there or follow Wall Street, uh, we we've seen uh, the up and downs of the past few months. I guess in your opinion, what's uh, what's your view of the of the current marketplace, or or maybe you can just um, give us some some insight uh, as to what you see happening in the in the near future. Yeah, I mean, it really, so our our clients are, are impacted directly by the market volatility. Um, so the pandemic back in the March-April timeframe, we saw large swings in the market, and, and that really does impact our, our clients. And that's when we start seeing um, trade errors and, and what we call cost of corrections issues. Um, so, so that, that has impacted our clients. But, 
you know, like like I said, a lot of our clients, um, they may have had business continuity plans in place and um, never really had to implement those. Um, but they were already they were already in place and and well put together. So it was just a matter of implementation. Um, and a lot of them did it very flawlessly. Um, and it, then it was just a matter of them reacting to the marketplace. And I think the market, although it was somewhat stable over the summer, we're starting to see actually today, it, you know, the market's down considerably. We're starting to see more vol- volatility around the, the election and, and um, you know, the, the potential for the vaccine and what have you. There's just a lot going on in, in the world right now. So I think, um, you know, the volatility, the, the clients, our clients are, are pretty sensitive to because a lot of their investments are, are impacted by the volatility and, and their clients are impacted by the volatility. Um, so, so we don't know what it will bring. There's a lot of uncertainty out there. Um, I think from our clients being able to work virtual, that's not really impacting productivity, so to speak, from, from what we have seen. Um, the two major risks, like I said, I would say would be the market volatility and the errors associated with the volatility, but also cyber exposures. Um, that's where we see our clients impacted, where, where people may be distracted, children are home, spouses are home, um, and they may um, click on something, whether it be a phishing scheme, um, ransomware, what have you, um, and, and, and their systems are impacted by that. And we have seen an uptick. Um, especially since the pandemic, um, from cyber-related exposures. Um, So I think those are two in the future that will continue. Uh, Market volatility likely will continue. Cyber risks will probably continue to increase. Um, So it's really just uh, evolving with with that and making sure that your policies and procedures are really, really um, tight-knit to make sure that you're addressing the exposures associated with those. So if so if I'm if I'm a financial advisor and I'm I'm listening right now, uh, would you say, I know you mentioned market volatility and then cyber. Are those the two two areas that I should um, that I should focus on? Make sure I have uh, proper coverage. Are there or is there something else that I should also be looking at as well? Yeah, I I, I definitely would say those um can, those are. Definitely insurance coverages that I would consider. Um, professional liability are also known as errors and emissions and making sure that that properly addresses any um, trade errors or uh, what we call cost of corrections. Um, and also cyber. But another is employment practices liability. So how you're returning or when you return your employees to work, are you doing it in a, um, a thoughtful way to make sure that it's um, in no way discriminatory um, and making sure that it's safe and you're adhering to all of the CDC guidelines or state guidelines. Um, and so employment practices liability can um, can address that risk exposure or help as sort of a backstop for that. Um, and, and that, for those that aren't familiar, so employment practice liability is really any employment-related claims such as um, discrimination, sexual harassment, um, wrongful termination, um, a lot of those employment-related issues. Um, and we have not actually seen an uptick in those employment-related claims yet, but it could be an area that does come into play. 
um, as it, as firms return their employees back to work. So it is something that you may want to, um, or our clients uh, may want to consider, and it is something we're having open dialogue with our clients about. And you and you mentioned claims, and if if we can uh, kind of talk about that for a moment, so. Um, so certainly we've we've seen and we we talked about a little earlier today kind of uh and I think this is in conjunction with uh with the cyber too is is whether folks are working from home and uh if you have to be on a VPN network or your your home internet and not your office uh network and have you seen in in your space has there been any influx in in cyber type claims or any other claims uh during this time yeah, I mean, the, really the biggest ones that we're seeing is um, ransomware uh, or phishing where, you know, it looks like an email from, let's just say, your your boss or a colleague or even your Amex bill, um, and you click on it and it infiltrates the computer system with, with ransomware. Um, and that can shut down an entire firm's system, and the hacker that implements this ransomware can require um, a ransom. Uh, a lot of times they require Bitcoin because you can't really trace it. Um, and so we have seen a huge uptick in that. In fact, that, that Securities and Exchange Commission has put alerts out um, about this and how, the, how so many firms are being impacted by this and really educating and providing training to your employees um, whether they're remote or now in person, is extremely, extremely um, important right now. Um, and and maybe it's because people are distracted. Maybe it's just because hackers are getting more savvy with how they infiltrate our systems. Um, but whatever it may be, it's something that really the only – your first-line defense is, your, is educating and making sure your employees can detect um, or at least um, try to mitigate these these potential schemes. And and I know we're we're coming a little bit uh, short on uh, on time, so I, I wanted to uh, you know kind of just open the floor up to you, Jess, and if there's there's anything else that you want to share in regards to uh, to yourself, your team, or anything else for our listeners that uh, that you think would be impactful to share this morning. Yeah, no, I mean, I I think uh, when 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 folks think about our practice, I mean, our our client base ranges from um, an individual that's breaking away or from a startup to multi-billion-dollar complexes, um, and we really do work holistically and from a consultative standpoint to make sure, depending on how big um, or small your firm is, that you're properly covered. And we take pride in um, providing these services and helping our clients. Um, and so I think coming to us as, um, you know, maybe somebody that's not familiar with our team, um, you'll see that firsthand. Our, our level of service, we really take a lot of pride in. Um, each person that is part of my team really, um, really thinks very highly of all of our clients and, and helps them through depending on where you are in the process or maybe you have a claim, um, works very closely with, with all of our, our, our clients and, and customers. And I think that that is really what sets us aside is not only our knowledge and expertise and experience, but also just the, the willingness to drop what you're doing at any point in time and, and help our clients and, and, um, and make sure that they're well taken care of, um, not only in tough times like now with the pandemic, but 
um, in in the the lesser uh, tough times as well. So we take great pride in that. Exactly, and the and I have to say from uh, from being with uh, the financial institutions or working with the financial institutions practice group, I will back everything you uh, you say a hundred percent on that because that is uh, that is certainly true. And um, if you are interested in what we had talked about earlier about uh, setting up a virtual insurance review, uh, maybe meeting some of those team members, you can visit our website starshep.com and you can type in the Financial Institutions Practice Group or visit it under our services. Um, and uh, there's some links right on the website there. There's also a lot of great information that the Financial Practice Group posts on our social media channels. They have their own LinkedIn page that you can follow, as well as white papers and newsletters and um, an abundance of information uh, on our website as well. So with that being said, uh, Jessica, I wanted to thank you for, for joining us today as an episode two of our podcast, and, and it was certainly a pleasure. Thank you, Stefan. Appreciate the opportunity. And for those of you tuning in, you can tune in next week where we have episode three with Joan Greenwell, who is our employee benefits practice group leader. And until next time, we are Starkweather. Weather.